Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Uh, so, back this week, uh, quite an eventful week for you, um, with uh, both uh, some games and, and then venturing out into the uh, the wonderful world of uh, the Holly Springs Walmart to pick up uh, one of your, your currently prized <laughs> possessions. Um, so... Uh, I mean that's that's pretty much the main thing that we'll uh, we'll end up talking about this week. Um, uh, I mean there were some other things we had talked about, but uh, my mm-hmm. my desk is currently in disarray, um, so I have none of my previous notes, uh, nor nor do I have any of the things up or access to my monitors to to be able to see some of that stuff. So we can we can delay some of the the modern master stuff uh, talk oh. in, until next week. Um, but uh, I mean I think mainly we want to jump into your. Uh, your topic for the week uh and just kind of espouse and gush and and go awesome over all things <laughs> nintendo yeah yeah so um so i got a switch oh, uh, oh hold I on got... let's get it going <laughs> <laughs> okay now that's the intro for the for this episode <laughs> <laughs> that is that is perfectly I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> so I got a switch uh, without pre-ordering, which is nice. Uh, however, it did cost. Uh, it took a shit ton of time. Um, so what happened was, I was kind of like planning. So I've been reading a lot of articles and stuff online about how much, like. How rare they were going to be, or how hard to get they were going to be. Yeah, yeah, and everything I was reading was basically like, oh, there's going to be plenty of stock, plenty of this, and and I'm like, okay, cool. So like, my like, I took, uh, so I ended up taking Friday off, partly because of Switch stuff, partly because I kind of needed a day off in two months before it like completely burned out, and so I was reading other articles and I was like, cool, I should be able to, I should be able to get a get a Switch. So I uh, had some personal stuff to take care of Thursday afternoon and went into work late uh, or Thursday morning and went into work late. I was talking to my roommate and we were going back and forth and I'm like, well, did you call the GameStop to figure out how many, you know, how many they're going to get? I'm assuming, you know, they're going to get maybe 20. They got four. That's not a lot. (laughs) So we do the little thing where, you know, like, okay, I'm like, well, call around. And, uh, so I get off work, I leave like five minutes or, you know, five minutes early after already missing half a day <laughs> and, uh, you know, jumped in the, uh, jumped in the car and was like, well, shit, you know, not prepared, not anything drive by GameStop. Of course, they've already got four people waiting and they like, weren't kind enough. Like they made them wait outside in the cold <laughs> and so that was kind that was what Thursday night into Friday. Yeah, so that was okay. that was like Thursday at six thirty ish, and I was like, well, sh-, you know, I was like, shit, like I I messed up, you know, by by, by not planning, you know, planning this little, you know, not super, not planning, and I was like, well, you know, I'm like, let's check Walmart, and we get to Walmart. And my roommate and I are fourth and fifth. And they have eight total. Okay. And 
we're like, well, shit, like, all right, well, we're getting us here. I'm like, I looked at my roommate, I was like, we're, we're, we're here. Like, hope you weren't planning to go home anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, we're, we're stuck here. So we went and bought some camping chairs and some, and some stuff and <laughs> camped out, camped out in the back of Walmart and had all, all my, the employers are so mean. You didn't take my <laughs> suggestion of going and getting, you know, some hot pockets and get, getting a microwave from housewares and, you know, just, just going whole hog there. I mean, Technically, I mean, you've got everything at your disposal at uh, at a Walmart. So, <laughs> I was I was close. I uh, so there was a couple families that were waiting with some you know younger kids who didn't pre-order. Um, my roommate and myself as the two lone adults, and then uh, some high schoolers. I thought they were in college. These kids were high schoolers nowadays are so obnoxious. Like I've never like. Yeah, yeah, that's a general statement, but dude, so obnoxious. All the uh, all the Snapchat and the uh, the Tumblering. No, they were like they were like nerd obnoxious. That's what made it even worse. Okay, like I was like trying not to beat them up, but I was close. But so you know, we get in we get in line with our little chairs and play some gin, and uh, you shoot the shit for. F- this point five hours and got to see the angry people come up um who were like we were told there wasn't gonna be a line and they were gonna hand out numbers and that it was gonna be a free-for-all and it's like the fuck do you mean a free-for-all dude like you're gonna fight some you're gonna fight this mother of four who has all of her children here many of them infants yep (laughs) well i mean that's kind of with everything i mean that's the I mean, I have multiple years experience of going to Comic-Con and just like other similar things and just, you know, varying levels of Black Friday experience. And like, that's the one thing that I I always end up coming back and coming true to myself with, like, if you want to get something and there will be a line at some point, get there early. No one else is taking care (laughs) of it for you. And just know that, there will be a line that you will have problems with. So if you're not there first, it just meant that somebody else wanted it more and they got there earlier and you have no reason yeah. to bitch. Um, and so, I mean, I've had that multiple times, you know, at, at Comic-Con events, um, there were things where, you know, even recently back in, in January when uh, we went to, to get tickets for um, – president Obama's final speech in Chicago, where there mm-hmm. was, you know, in any, in anything, of that magnitude. So, you know, something as large as that, as big as Comic-Con, things like that, there's always going to be uh, multiple levels of information, uh, multiple levels of disinformation. Um, but, yeah. you know, the worst thing you can do is be there and be the first people there. And then what do you have to lose? I mean, obviously nothing but time. Um, and so, I yeah. mean, so that's, that's where it's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, that's the case where people just want to, you know, show up and feel special, but it's like, no, I mean, there's people that like you and your roommate that dedicated themselves to being there and, you know, they were able to, you know, uh, get in line and work with, with what was there. Yeah. So in the town of Holly Springs, we, with our with our call, uh, it, part of the problem is is that there's a Walmart in Holly Springs, and there's one in Apex, and, and there's the one, one in Fuquay, a- and there's one in and there's <laughs> one in. So I mean, there's in that area, there's you know one every three miles down the road. So, and 
what I believe part of the misinformation was is people were calling the Apex Walmart thinking it was the one in Holly Springs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because you'd much rather go to the one in Holly Springs than the one in Apex. Uh, so I think that's where some of the, the misinformation was coming. But my calling, my, our, our calling around campaign to find out where the switches were, there were 15 switches for sale in Holly Springs. Okay. That's it. <laughs> that was it. There was four at the GameStop, eight at, eight at Walmart, and Target got three. And <laughs> that was it, because there's no Best Buy or anything yeah. else like that out here. So, like, 15 switches for a town that's close to Raleigh? You know, that that was kind of uh, kind of a bummer. But it was, man, I tell you, it was... You know, it was it wasn't too bad of a wait. We were inside. We kind of like looked into like into the better wait. Like we were inside. You know, was able to get food. We were able to like kind of leave. We we're right next to bathrooms. Mm -hmm. We're out, we're out in the cold. Like the putz is over at GameStop. And uh, yeah, so we we kind of lucked out into the better situation. And like we set up right by an outlet, so. Yeah. So it was like pretty good. It was it was pretty good. Like it was it was the uh, what was that the Hilton? It was the Hilton of Lion Camping. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> but or the Ritz. I don't know fancy hotels anymore. Well, I, if you, if no, you're camping fun. if you're camping at a Walmart, I think uh, calling it the, the Ritz would be a little too high end. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can still go. You're giving it's it the enough. In. You're giving it enough credit going going with uh, just anything beyond uh, just a, a sheer tent. So I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the Ramada Inn. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of fun. Um, I don't know if it was something I something I would do again. Um, I like my thing is so as, as you know from like a lot of our conversations, especially in our group set chat and and. Especially a lot of our, you know, listeners probably know too that I'm like, you know, yeah, I do the video game stuff and I like to collect stuff. Um, and my thing is, is I really, I really like Nintendo products because I was never able to really get them when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have this like affinity for Nintendo products that I'm like, oh well, you know, like I bought a Wii U. You know, I <laughs> I have like a you know, I like I like buying Nintendo products when I can. So, uh, so I got the Switch, and there's like all the games I always want to play come out in like the middle. You know, like all the games I wanted to play come out for four months. You know, three four mm -hmm. months down the line. The problem is because the way Nintendo has been doing their stuff lately, you can't just walk into a store when you want to buy a Nintendo system anymore. Mm. You have to, unless it's like three years after release. You basically have to kind of do the investment up front and then wait for the games to come out or wait two years after the game came out to be able to play it. Yeah, and at that point, it's like, what's the point? Um, so, yeah, so I did uh, So I, I did that, and I was able to grab, I grabbed a couple games for it. Uh, I grabbed Le The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, 
so after we picked up the switches at Walmart, and I got the color. It was funny. I got the uh, – so my roommate jumped ahead of me in line. So my roommate was fourth. I was fifth. And there's a very there's a specific color variant that I wanted, which is the neon controllers. Okay. And my roommate had a problem with her card when they went to run it. And it looks like my roommate was gonna get the last um the last neon, the neon color controller. So I'm like, ah oh, shit. Like now I'm gonna have to be on this ride back, be like, can we switch switches? Can we <laughs> can we trade? I really like the pretty colors. Yep. That are designed for children. And so, so because of that, you know, everybody stepped to the side and they were like, Oh, are you going to get this, this? And I was like, like, no, I'm not going to get breath. Of the, I'm not going to get breath of the wild here at Walmart. I was like, I'll just get the switch. And so I was able to get the last neon controller one too. So, which I'm pretty sure was somebody's pre-order. <laughs> so like with, with that then is, are the games just as scarce or is it the systems that were super scarce and the games were more accessible? If this tells you anything, I was able to walk over directly over to GameStop after I got the Switch and was able to buy a copy of Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, and then I went. Well, I did a trade in. I did a trade in to get. I was honestly just gonna get the whole launch library, just so I could like do like a really in depth review uh, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But the GameStop employee, so I got like a, you know hundred and some odd bucks in trade in credit because I got rid of my copy of Overwatch and. Uh, a couple other games that weren't working on my systems, so maybe they needed to be refurbished. Um, and so I was just gonna get—I uh, was gonna get like Super Bomberman, uh, Super Bomberman R and One Two Switch. And I got Super Bomberman, but they talked me out of like this. Is how bad it was? They talked me out of getting One Two Switch. Okay. They're like, "Don't get this." Just pre-order another game. Like, they're like legit. Just pre-order another game, which I thought was really funny because I wanted to see the, the, the how the controller how I wanted to see this HD rumble. But in hindsight, it was probably the right decision not to go with, um, not to go with one two switch because it was fifty bucks. Like Bomberman was fifty bucks. I didn't mind paying that for Bomberman because I enjoyed playing Bomberman. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, Bomberman is a, a, a series of games that was by a company formerly Hudson Soft, now Konami, uh, where you're a little guy and you plant bombs and try to blow stuff up. It's really cute. It's fun. It's a really good party game. Uh, it's, it has a really low uh, low learning, learning curve. curve. Yeah. So Those are the good games for me since I am in no way, shape, or form a active gamer. Um, and I, as I kind of said in my review of Gone Home and my preamble with Final Fantasy, I'm disgruntled now that I have to be actively engaged in that. So, uh, <laughs> so, so having, um, having games that have low learning curves that uh, I can get into and just have fun with, as opposed to needing to, to jump through 97 hoops to figure out, uh, would, would be a good one yeah. for me. So, uh, without the lack of titles and, um, so... Without the lack of titles and not realizing I could uh, access the Japanese eShop, I put in Breath of the Wild. Um, so, I am not a Zelda person. Like, I own some of the games or whatever, and people come over, and they're like, Oh, shit, you've got these, these Zelda games. And I'm like, I don't care that I have them. Mm-hmm. 
I just have them because, well, they're supposed to be good and I might play them at some point. And in truth, like I've played a couple and they haven't really been for me. Uh, I'm also not a fan of open world games. Uh, I don't like the sandboxy kind of stuff uh, because there's not enough. I like direction in my game. And with those kind of games, there's not enough. Uh, there's not enough direction for me. So I uh, put in Breath of the Wild, started playing it, and then proceeded to drop like thirty plus hours over the weekend into it. Okay. Uh, the game's good. It's uh, the best way I can compare it uh, is. It's basically what it would feel like to be a kid playing in the woods in the backyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I can compare it to, is that there's, like, this sense of wonder and, uh, it's, like, the sense of wonder and discovery and, uh, resourcefulness and... It feels like the game feels so much more than just like an open world game. Uh, there's verticality in the game. Uh, there's a lot of climbing of mountains and that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's like actual climbing, not like a series of button presses. You actually have to figure out. Uh, Link has a stamina meter, so you have to kind of figure out go up how a certain to level pace. within stamina, go mm-hmm. up and kind of wait, and then come back and do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff like I, you know, I was so there's a section and what I love it's basically this is the first game where I've played it and it was like oh anything I want to do is basically possible. So uh, which is weird because most of the time when you play a game or whatever there's very there's strict parameters, the physics never work properly. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if I could do that? I should push this over, I should pick this up, or I should go do that. And then you're like, no, it's just a sprite, or no, it's just a static wall, or something like that. And you're like, it would have been awesome if that happened. There's none of that. Like, there's, there's, like, to give you a little, little taste, this is like not spoiler kind of stuff at all. Um, there is a point in the game where you need to cross, like, a little, little, uh, little, uh, chasm. And you are, uh, you fucking can cut down a tree to get across. Like, that's so cool. The fact that you're able just to go over to this tree and cut the tree down. Mm-hmm. You can cut down almost every tree in this game. <laughs> that is so insane to me. I think There's I saw other... somebody post something about that where that's all they were doing was everywhere they were going, <laughs> they were just cutting down all the trees no matter what. Like, it didn't matter Like if it needed to be cut down. <laughs> they were just going around cutting down everything. Yeah, like, that's so insane, and it's so much fun because you can do that, um, and the, so, there's, like, that, there's sections where you can basically push boulders onto enemies, or, like, a possible thing where, uh, there's a physics engine where if you throw a bomb up a hill, it rolls back, back down, down towards you, like, Stuff like that may not seem like a big thing, but if you combine that with the verticality, the serenity, there's wild animals all over the place. You go from one town to another, and you can just hunt. Like, you cook food. Like, you 
you're chop it's 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 everything when i say it's like what you would expect when it, there's this sense of childlike imagination with it. So I haven't really followed up as much on the Switch as I did the, the previous systems, but like with the controllers, are they motion sensitive like the Wii and stuff like that too? So are you, when you're doing a lot of that stuff, is it button joystick interaction or is it actually like motion capture style? So it's a lot of it is, so I, I kind of did skim over the controllers and the system itself. Uh, mostly, I went straight from the debacle of getting the system to Breath of the Wild, which is basically how it went. But for, um, because as soon as I got home, I I, I popped it in and yeah, started playing. I and then you didn't put pants on or see sunlight for <laughs> till Monday morning. So <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So um, I did go to F and M, but did you uh, take the switch? I did. I wanted like because it, there are no displays up. You can't get one. You barely can see any of the coverage on it. You have no idea what the scale of this thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I could probably backpedal here a little bit and uh, go over a little bit more about the system and the actual controls and how they work. Uh, so the system, the main reason I got this system is I did. I shot a quick unboxing video that I was going to post, post to uh, Facebook that I just never did. Uh, the reason I got the system is because I like the idea of being able to, I like the idea of continuous play. Mm-hmm. So if I want to play on the TV, I like having the option, but if I don't, you know, it's cool to be able to play it in bed and, uh, or, you know, going wherever, if, you know, if I'm like driving some, you know, riding somewhere, not playing it while I'm driving, but, uh, cause I would definitely hit stuff. Based on what I've seen driving on the roads here in Chicago, it would not surprise me in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I've seen people putting on full-blown makeup with their eyes closed. I've seen people yeah, reading yeah. books. I've seen people reading newspapers. So, I mean, you know, a switch isn't that much of a difference. I mean, I, yeah. I'm juggling things between my hand and I need to steer with my knee or whatever. So <laughs> I, I can definitely see people holding the switch in front of them, steering with their knee, uh, and then driving. So, uh, long story short is, um, I'm going to be taking the train a lot more around here. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I brought it to show folks, um, because, for instance, I didn't find out the system actually had a touchscreen until I fucking bought it. Okay. The, on the, the, was, the actual t- Switch device itself? Yeah, the tablet, yeah. So, there's uh, the, the system itself is a tablet. And from everything that basically was marketed, th- there was nothing listed about the touch functionality of the tablet. Mm-hmm. And that may seem silly where you're like, well, Donald, it's a tablet. They didn't say anything about it. It was basically put out there that this was just a fucking screen with no interaction. That was the core of the game Which system is like that you could take with you, but then you just needed yeah. other device or other kind of peripherals to be able to plug into it. Yeah, so... Um, so it so it came with uh, two Joy Cons, the tablet, and a docking station plus power and HDMI cables. Uh, so basically, what you do is you hook up the docking system to your TV, and then you basically put the tablet into the docking system because that's the main system is that actual tablet, and then it, you proceed to play on TV. And it's a seamless transition from 
from the tablet mode to the dock. Mm-hmm. It also charges on the dock and, and all that. So um, I was a real big proponent of that. It's something I didn't learn about the PS Vita until um, more recently, where they have that sort of like the same thing, but it's a little bit more uh, rudimentary in nature, and you basically play with like a PS4 controller. Uh, so so that, that whole thing, uh, since there's two in the house, there's two switches, um, the, there's a dock hooked up downstairs and then I haven't hooked up the one to my TV cause I don't have enough HDMI, HDMI ports. Uh, and I don't feel like unhooking the PS4 because there's no software yet on the switch. So there's like no, I don't have a Netflix box, <laughs> uh, without the PS4, which is mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. So everything like it's a smooth transition um everything feels really responsive the only issues that i have seen um so the other thing that it came with was a little grip for the the joy cons which are basically two halves of a controller uh they are very small uh especially if, if uh I've never really considered myself to have like big hands, uh, but the Joy-Con is, let's see, it's about the size of a roll of quarters. Uh, like oh, wow. Thickni- okay, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger than that. No, I, they're, they're small. Like, um, with that being said, they're not uncomfortable. Uh, I, what I do like is, so there's a left side and a white, uh, left side and a right side, and they basically work as like smaller controllers. Um, and, uh, so you, you could use a, use two and that actually works really well because I like to, uh, when I play the system docked, I like to basically take the two joy cons and just sort of play with the two joy cons not connected to each other. Okay. So not in like the grip or anything. And it's like really relaxing because, you know, I can get like really comfortable and just sit there and, you know, have all the, the buttons and stuff. They have trigger buttons. Um, they have four face buttons and an analog six. So there's no D pad on switch control on the joy cons. Uh, that's so people can basically take the system and play it out of the box with another person. Mm-hmm. Some folks have been having connectivity issues with the Joy-Con, with one of the Joy-Cons in particular. I haven't, knock on wood. Um, so it, it's been, you know, it's been fine. It's been really comfortable um, playing the system, which I didn't think it was going to be comfortable after I saw how small the controllers were. Okay. Um, but it's actually pretty comfortable, especially when I can just kind of wrap my hand around the entire controller. Um and it was like pretty comfy. Uh, the the grip, not a big fan of uh, the 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 grip. So what you can do with the grip is you basically slide in each of the Joy Cons uh, into the grip, and it basically works as like a more traditional controller. Um, the uh, which is the closest thing you're going to get to a Pro Pad because. Uh, for some reason, the supply line of pro pads were throttled in the states. 
As in, like, so, c- coming inbound from outside of the country? Yeah, so you can get you can order one from Japan for $90. Okay. Um, in America, in American monies, they cost $80 if you were to buy it stateside. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I was looking here for... Uh, I'm on one of the I'm on offer up because I wanted to see what people were scalping the pro controllers for. Uh, I've seen them listed at being scalped at, at 420 and uh, at 420 uh, at $120. Uh, people are trying to scalp just the pro controller. OK, because it looks like stores maybe got like three or four in. And this one sold. What was he asking for this? Uh Oh, he sold the Switch, too. Sold one of them. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you know, they just basically, you know, the scalpers are having a field day with this Nintendo stuff because they're Nintendo fans who want to buy it and just can't. But yep. uh, I didn't get a Pro Controller um, because I, I've i never been all about, like, the Xbox. Like, every Pro Controller is styled after the Xbox 360 controller, basically. And I've never been a big fan of that. I mean, it's a fine controller, and I've used it for years, but it's not something I'm rushing out to get. I'm not buying Nintendo products for Xbox 360 controllers. Yeah, for the Xbox 360 experience. Yeah, like, and so, you know, so I was going to try the Joy-Cons. I wanted to try the Joy-Cons, and they've actually been really nice. And depending on when the virtual console comes out, depends on when I get a regular controller that I'll need a D-pad for. But if I were to get another, if I, I'd get more Joy-Cons. Like, they're fun. Uh, they're going to come in fancy colors and not just boring black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's just much more, uh, much more enjoyable. It makes the gaming experience much more enjoyable for me. Um, but yeah, so I've, you know, spent some time with Breath of the Wild, uh, a little bit of Bomberman, and uh, Bomberman's not great. Uh, but basically, <laughs> you're basically playing Breath of the Wild until it's pretty much what you're playing for the entire month. So I I put like those thirty plus hours in. Okay. And I'm like nowhere in the story. Um, because it that because you're just so exploring and going places and and like you know doing like some side mm-hmm. quests like I you tame horses. That's how you get a horse in the game. Is you legit just tame a horse? Just go and, like, tackle it to the ground like, and wrestle it and go to town? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you sneak up on a horse, jump it, and it goes through, through like, a series of mini games where you basically have to try and soothe the horse to not buck you off. <laughs> like, that's so... St- like, that's something where it's like, well, that's, you know, that doesn't sound like fun, but it's so satisfying after you spend all that time, like... Everything in everything in Breath of the Wild, there's some level of immediate satisfaction when you complete whatever task you're doing. Yeah, that's the majority of, of the feedback I've seen from friends um, online has been pretty much that, where there's like a lot of stuff where going into it, you're not doing things you think you wanted to be doing in a game, but everything that mm-hmm. you end up doing is so perfectly crafted that it's exactly yeah. what you thought you didn't want to do. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of that just all, all the way around. Yeah. I don't, I, it, it, folks who know me know, I don't really speak in absolutes like seriously, 
But when I say I, I believe after all the fucking Nintendo games I've played in my life, especially as an adult, when I, I feel I can objectively say that I believe that this is the best game. Breath of the Wild is the best game I've ever played. And I'm pretty sure uh, it's most likely the best game produced by Nintendo ever. Okay. Um, and this game, so I, I feel like Breath of the Wild is going to be the game for this generation of kids that are coming up now that are going to inspire them to want to design games. This is like the hallmark or, or everything that they have off yeah. of that. So, I mean, yeah. like from like my era, that would be things like Final Fantasy VII, Castlevania, mm-hmm. Symphony of the Night, things like that yeah. that are the kind of the classic or mm-hmm. nothing's going to get better than this, the Metal Gear Solids type thing. Yeah, and, and before that you had, you know, Final Fantasy three slash six, Chrono Trigger, uh, you know, like that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. And even at the beginning of it, Super Mario Bros. Like the feeling, the way that Breath of the Wild, my experience playing Breath of the Wild reminds me of the way that people describe playing Super Mario Brothers for the first time. Mm-hmm. And where they're like, what do you mean there's more than, you know, just what do you mean there's more than one screen? What do you mean I can do this? Oh, I can do that. There's this sense of, limitless limitlessness mm-hmm. and just finally getting to a true open world piece of yeah that. yeah I, and ugh. i mean i know i ended up feeling like some of that in a it was like 2000 summer 2002 um when uh the spider-man movie was coming out and they they had really gone with a as close as possible like full complete open world spider-man like web slinging game and mm-hmm. I got it for uh, my gateway PC at the time. Um, and and it was one of the ones where, yeah, I mean, that probably had the most open-worldness of any game I'd played to at that point where you could, regardless of what was, you know, scientifically overhead allowing you to, to uh, web-sling from, uh, you could go all over the city and just keep going and going and going and going to almost near-limitless uh, kind of open worldness, so that was that was pretty awesome. And it kind of it kind of pushed that barrier for more open world gaming, things like that. Um, yeah. So I, I can imagine this with just the the way Nintendo does it, um, the way that uh, I mean, you know, Zelda topics are known for um, hitting everything super like on point, um, and always yeah. having something that ends up being. Uh, very well done, whether it's, you know, like Ocarina of Time or, or some of the other ones. I, I mean, this is yeah. something where I, I, I think that, you know, they knew that they had something special, and so that's what they wanted to just polish it off and, and get it out the way they did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was, honestly, it's the perfect game to, it was the perfect game to launch with the Switch. Uh, I just feel like all they needed was, they just needed one more, like, their multiplayer title could have been a little stronger because breath of the wild isn't something you can kind of share with somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, like you were able to share, uh, some of the, a lot of the other launch titles in Nintendo's history, even super uh, Mario 64, uh, which, you know, that in pilot wings, you can pass those controllers back and forth in super Mario. Mm -hmm. 
you really can't pass back a controller back and forth in Breath of the Wild because it's a very it's it's strange, but it's a very intimate experience on the Switch uh, compared to the compared to the Wii U. Uh, just because I, I have a Wii U and I know how that how it would operate on that system, and you know, spec wise, they're really close. The games are pretty close to the same. Um, but it's just the portability of that moment. Like when you can take the system, when you can take the system out of the dock, you know, there are folks that would be playing, playing on breath of the Wild, you know, playing breath of the wild on the, on the, on the Wii U. They're be, they're beating Ganon in their living room. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing it on the switch, you know, you might beat Ganon on the subway. Well, you know, and that's the the thing that it, uh, as long as that ca- the the transition is smooth and easily handled, I mean that's something that is you know far and away the 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 thing that's going to kind of transform gaming um, for kind of the the current generation of, of consoles where. Um, I mean, you've had a lot of similar content or you always had ways of trying to connect the dots um, mm-hmm. between like uh, either like digital one-offs, um, like when Final Fantasy VIII came out, um, they had uh, the small game where you could get the uh, the one of the basically like Tamagotchi-like devices, um, but they only sold it in Japan and you could play like these little sub-games and then get credit for those things in the actual game um and then just the evolution between all of the the generations of the game boy games with similar content to uh whatever nintendo console was there at the time but it was never just kind of super connected so i mean now just being able to have that pick it up walk out the door and kind of keep playing the same exact game that you know looks and plays and and is you know sparklingly beautiful on a 70 inch hd screen uh to now just having it in the palm of your hand on a train on a plane you know in a hotel room uh is is just mind-blowing yeah and i it's a seamless transition um the screen on the switch is a 720p screen uh, and fa- fun thing is, uh, fun fact that at least I've learned is that screen, like screen pixels or whatever, mm-hmm. really don't matter on small devices. So once you go 720, like you can go bigger and like it might matter but you're not going to be just happy you're you're not going to be unhappy with 720 yeah like it's it's the you don't need like a a full like ipad hdr at like it's not actually even just pixels but just at that form factor too for just the the sheer like height height and width of it type thing yeah yeah it was it was you know it's 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 a nice little system uh you know more content this is actually the first system i've gotten at launch uh, I was a year and a half late for, I got my Xbox in 2006, so I was, so that launched in, oh geez, when did original Xbox launch, like 2002 or something? Uh, I want to say maybe, yeah, or about there, that sounds about right. Because I, I know I didn't pick one up until uh, my senior year of college, which was 2005. Uh, yeah. Spring of 2005 was when I got mine. Um, I think the only system... Well, 
I was going to say, trying to think, I know I ended up, I got a N64 at launch and I got a Dreamcast at launch. Um, I, and I think those are the only systems I've gotten at launch. But I mean, since then I've had, um, you know, I've had PlayStation, PS2, PS3, uh, mm. Xbox 360. I have an Xbox One now. Um, the last Nintendo, I but then I, you know, Nintendo. Actually, I got a Super Nintendo at launch um, because at that time I was what seven, eight, nine, ten around then, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But I basically lobbied my entire family um, by going around and saying, "Look at my report card. I deserve money for this. This is where it's going. I, I need this <laughs> much money. This is how much money I have. Will you give me twenty dollars?" And I just begged enough people to do that, where I ended up getting the. <laughs> the two to three hundred dollars or whatever i needed to be able to get the super nintendo when it launched um so so that was one okay so most of the systems i've gotten at launch have been nintendo systems um or the older nintendo systems but i haven't gotten you know i haven't owned a nintendo system since well i can't say that either um since i did own a wii uh <laughs> but yeah i didn't have a gamecube and I didn't get a Wii U, but I, I had a Wii, but then kind of the novelty wore off of that, and I went back to normal console gaming. Um, yeah. And, and so that's what I, I mean. I'm liking the Switch if they have a lot of immersive games that, you know, more of the style that I want to play for RPG style, maybe mm-hmm. not as uh, energy requiring as, uh, as Zelda, uh, mm-hmm. but if they have, you know, more something along the lines of Final Fantasy or the, the JRPG style of games, that might be something that, that could do that. Because when I was playing um, DC Universe Online on my PS3 with a bunch of friends, um, then, like, I, I actually had a, a couple of work trips to San Francisco in, like, a short batch of time. So I, I actually had my PS3 packed it up and took it on my work trip with me and then hooked it up and played it in the hotels and everything, um, which with the Wi-Fi was kind of horrible, um, but it was doable. Um, so, I mean, so that was like tucked under my seat on the airplane, carrying it around, all that stuff. Um, so if the fact that you can have that just in the, the, the tablet itself, then that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. So speaking of travel, I, I do want to mention the battery life on the system. If you're playing something that's very graphically intensive, which is the only thing that we have been uh, really able to play, which is Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. uh, you get about two and a half, three hours uh, before you need to before you need to charge it. Does that um, have the ability to charge it outside of the dock? Yeah, yeah. So it uses a USB-C charger. Oh, awesome. So uh, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So like if you could, you could technically charge it on the airplane. Uh, You could use a battery pack to charge it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice to have one of the standard connectors so you have those options as opposed to some other random thing where you need just a proprietarily shaped uh, AC adapter or something. And it's, you know, it's, that's cool. Like, I, you know, you can charge it while you play. You can charge it out. I don't even have the dock hooked up in, in my room yet. And I just have the charger plugged in, you know, just charger plugged into an outlet. Okay. I mean, you know, charge it that way. So it, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, it's cool. I really like it. I think there's a generation of... There's sort of like a generation of gamers that 
who like the idea of gaming, but it's just hard because, you know, you're grownups, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hard to do. And I think the, I think the switch really appeals to, to that, uh, where it's easy because you, you know, you have a significant other or most of the time what is Ryan Reynolds doing in this movie. Uh, you what have movie? the one that's running inside your head. No, the, I'm watching, what is this life? A trailer for life. And, uh, some movies weird. Who's, I don't know. They're like space or astronauts or something or scientists. Yeah. They're him and Jake Gyllenhaal and a couple other people. Yeah. I just saw the trailer for it and I was like, there's a starfish thing screwing this black guy's hand. So I'm trying to figure out what, (laughs) I'm sorry. I, (laughs) um, so you know, because it comes built in with two controllers, it's really, you know, it'll be easy to, you know, convince the, the missus or, you know, your partner or whatever, uh, you know, oh, like, just give this, give this a try, you know, oh, I've already got a controller for you without having to buy, like, another controller, mm-hmm. you know, and most of the stuff it's targeted towards is, like, really simple, fun party stuff, and... I think that stuff's like a really good introduction to the system. And I think they're trying to do that and then maybe go, okay, guys, you, you don't need to get two systems anymore. You need, you just need one. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of folks who ended up going the route of uh, doing PC gaming and getting a Nintendo system. And, you know, I wonder if I get, pa- I'll get passes for this. This is a Sony movie. Um, so, but then that goes back to the point that we were having on on the group chat the other day, where uh, it's kind of bogus for Nintendo to kind of keep all of the um, access to the system and kind of artificially create demand and blah blah blah. Yeah. And we should be able to get access to a lot of that. And it's like, well, you know, that's how they're doing it to control uh, both you know quantity. If there's issues with it, they can adjust to it. And then, as opposed to flooding the market with it and having a, a ton of bogus systems, where uh, obviously they want to sell the system, and so they have a lot of the the key games that are making you want to play the system. Um, and so they're they're not just gonna you know release the the games on a platform that doesn't take advantage of the uniqueness of the system. So yeah. I mean they're not gonna give you the option to buy essentially a dev kit so that you can sit at home and play your PC versus (laughs) playing it on the system that they put all the time and effort into developing and, you know, having the ability to, you know, switch locales in the middle of the game and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Picking, uh, (laughs) I was just thinking about, yeah, we play this on the PC. All right, bud. (laughs) But, uh, no, like, that's, you know, that's, I, like, it's a double-edged sword because the, so, with the Switch specifically, most of the time I would probably give Nintendo, you know, Nintendo shit, uh, but there's so many moving parts in the Switch, uh, outside of, like, the tablet, you have, like, the, you have the tablet that can mess up, you've got the Joy-Cons, uh, there's two controllers, so the chance of a controller being defective is twice as likely, Mm -hmm. um. there's people that are having docking issues where somehow these people are scratching their screens, sliding their tablet into the dock. Okay. Or, you know, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what? 
Well, I mean, it's kind of also the same thing when the Wii first came out. They were having people that weren't holding onto the remote tight enough, and they were throwing the, the Wiimote essentially through their HD screens. Um, so that's when they started sending out all of the Wiimotes with a bracelet so that people could put it around their arm and they wouldn't start throwing the Wiimote everywhere. So <laughs> you, you, really, yeah. you really can't uh, worry about non-idiot proofing something uh, because it is, you know, Eventually, somebody's going to find something and uh, spill hot coffee in their lap and going to need a solution for it. Yeah. the Well, the solution for that, the hot coffee thing, was not to serve scalding hot coffee. That's You're selling it at like fucking 350 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. Well, it cools <laughs> off a lot between the time you're handing it out the window and the person gets it in their car. They want hot yeah. coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Um, so one of the reasons I do think they limited the the switch production uh, here is because this Joy-Con issue. I had a feeling people. So it has become a big thing uh, where people are basically one of the left Joy-Con is desyncing in the middle of gameplay, mm-hmm. and I played. Quite a bit. I played about five hours, five or six hours with the system docked. Everything else was handheld. Um, shit, maybe more than that. I, I played a bit. Um, around, I could probably safely say around ten hours docked. And um, the, I never had that issue. And part of the reason people are saying, part of the reason I think people are having that issue is because they're blocking the sensor or something on the system itself. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of stuff in that tiny little, in that tiny little tablet. Um, you know, there's the, the it has fans in the tablet. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a full, it's essentially a full built desktop PC, but just like cut down to a form factor. Yeah. that is is can be handheld because i mean that's what it has like even more raw power than just you know your typical laptops and stuff like that or i mean the laptop i have sitting next to me that's closed with still has fans running and all that stuff like i mean it's still you know quite a beast so it's condensing it down even more of that and putting a touch screen mm-hmm. on top of it just is uh yeah there's there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of density yeah. there and so you know there so i can imagine so they released a patch day one that was supposed to help with the, the desyncing issue. Some folks it's helped, some folks it hasn't. Uh, I've you know I've listened to a lot of video game reviewers talk about it, and they talk about this desyncing issue. And for it to happen, they basically put the Wiimote behind their back and try to pass it through the signal through their body. Or they've done something where they're not leaving parts of the Wiimote open. Or not the Wiimote, uh, the Joy-Con. You know, they're trying to get the Joy-Con to pass through their body. Or they're not, they're purposely blocking parts of the Joy-Con. And they're like, this is dumb. It won't work. It's desyncing. And I'm like, did you think you maybe did something to it? I don't expect anything. Maybe, you know, I don't expect anything to work without a clear connection, like a a clear line of sight to it. Mm -hmm. You know? Wireless internet is a little different because, you know, it's something uh, uh, a modem is specifically dedicated to to do that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's like sitting in your car 
you know, you're like sitting in your car in the driveway and you're upset that you're not getting wireless signal in the car. You know, where you're like, yeah, like that's that's at least the way that I view it until I can actually definitively say the system's right here. I'm right here. I'm having this very specific issue. It's hard to take other folks anecdotal evidence on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you know they're like either trying to get it to fuck up or there's something like that. So I could just imagine now, mind you, there's only 2 million units worldwide, worldwide right now. That's all they manufactured for launch. How many? Including for pre-orders. 2 million. Okay. Wor- worldwide. And, um, and the, so I can just imagine this is what's happening now. I can just imagine if you doubled that number, all of the, all of the complaints, all of the, yeah, yeah. this isn't working. You need, and you know, like, well, it's, it's very similar to the, when the newest, uh, version of the iPhones came out and people were saying, um, that they ended up like they were, they were bending, but it was like, literally, it was legitimately like three people were, had so, like had submitted claims on it because they were putting them in their jeans and it was, you know, definitely too tight on their leg, but it was like, yeah. is, is this too, um, is, is this, you know, a bad blah, blah, blah. And so, I mean, it kind of goes to the point I was making earlier where, you know, by limiting control of going out there, they're able to get people to work with them and understand how to work with it. And then, yeah. you know, they, they can see how people are going to try to, um, <laughs> basically interact with them like one of the things that was going on that i've seen with this where there was an internet thing going on around people saying that they could taste the games or taste something about it and so that (laughs) there was either the games or the joy cons or something like that ended up being um that they were getting people to try to lick it or, or do something to it and then they were like yeah it tastes like either plastic or crap or whatever and so it's like when you have people that are obviously not the smartest or the brightest crayon in the box and you're giving them a lot of complicated technology that they want to work without paying attention to you're going to have problems so it's not yeah. a, it's it, it makes a lot of sense to to slowly roll that out as opposed to going Oh, okay. Here, everybody have this, and let's you know inundate yeah. our support department and not figure out what's going on. <laughs> There's a binarant, uh, a what? What? Oh, how do you say that? But uh, bitterant. Uh, There's a bitter bittering agent on the the game cards uh, because they're tiny, and they don't want people to choke on them. Yep. And to prove their point, people who literally just took sixty dollars out of their wallet. For a copy of Breath of the Wild, proceed to open it and shove it directly into their mouth. Like, what is that nonsense? Yeah, How that's. Figure... <laughs> I, I once that becomes a like a known issue, I have no like I have no hope for <laughs> anything that we try to produce. So when uh, like when I'm working with people and they say, "Yeah, like is this good enough?" I'm like, "Nope, it's not idiot proof enough." And so I mean, so that's that's kind of like. Always, always think of how dead simple you need it to be and make it ten times more because that's exactly what yeah. you need it to be. Yeah. Like, the the one thing I will complain about on the system, uh, a lot of people are complaining about the internal memory in the system. It's 32 gigs. Uh, I'm old school. I like 
I like cartridges and I like physical media, so I don't download a lot of stuff. Um, with that being said, I did max out my Wii U's hard drive, which is also 32 gigs, uh, because I hit one humble bundle. Uh, I got like, you paid like 15 bucks for like 12 games, and one of those games was Darksiders 2, which is garbage, but that's like 10 gigs. So mm-hmm. the one thing I will say is the uh, kickstand, which is also the gate for additional memory cards or uh, SD cards is really flimsy and won't stand on anything outside of a flat surface. Okay. Uh, there's, I, I have a, tr- I have a theory for that and it's because the system does get warm. Not any much like not much warmer than a cell phone would. Mm-hmm. Uh, the system does get warm. And I think the reason they did that is so you wouldn't be tempted to play it on an uneven surface Okay. to protect the ventilation of or like a soft surface or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where you wanted the you want to be able to have there be airflow to the system. That's part of the thing. The also part of the thing too is that they probably had to like it also doubles as the sort of like the the keep for for the additional memory the additional SD cards SD card port. So they had to make it so they you can't make something super sturdy mm-hmm. that also kind of clips that into place. But um so there's my lines of thinking of that. It is, it is, you know, it is flimsy. I will give folks that. Uh, but you know, oh, I can't put it on a soft surface. You shouldn't be putting something that has a giant fucking fan on it on something yeah. that's not stable enough. Or basically, like on, on like a bed or like a, a mattress or a blanket or something like that, where yeah, it's, you you need it to be there to so that it doesn't overheat. Yeah, like. You know, especially when you're running something, it's you know when you're running something graphically intensive on it too, or it's making it work really hard. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, that kind of stuff. You know, uh, the virtual console. There's no real excuse for it not being up. Um, there's no, you know, there's no kind of excuse for one two switch not being a pack in. Uh, but I do feel there is. There's a, from what I've seen on one two switch, it doesn't look great. Like from what I've seen, like the games and stuff look fun, but it definitely doesn't like if you, what I think what their goal was is that they wanted to avoid the system being gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think they didn't release one two switch with the system. Now I look, I would love the free game. I would have been able to legit get the launch library of this by getting breath of the wild. If one, two switch was a pack in and get Bomberman because I don't need to fucking play just Jan- dance 17. Yeah. You know, and I don't, and I'm not playing Skylanders imaginators. Um, but you know, there's some, there's some stuff with that. And, you know, there's some stuff I wish was a little stronger. I'd love to be able to watch Netflix on it, uh, download Hulu, you know, web browser, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's all stuff that's supposed to be coming, and I understand it's at launch. It's, you know, I want, I like the system. I want to use it more, but I also just don't want to be playing Zelda. Yep. Um, but, no, I mean, it's it's a really interesting system. I think they're slowly going to start getting folks back. Um, I like the idea of game cartridges. I like that kind of media. Um, 
you know, you don't have to worry about disc rot or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Like I enjoy, I enjoy the system so far. Um, the real test is probably going to be about three months from now. Uh, replayability and everything, or as far as just how, how well the, the novelty is, is holding up. So the in three months you actually get your first. There's a steady list. There's a steady stream of games, uh, but in three months, in was that puts you about. Oh my god, June. Yeah, beginning of June. So you have most likely you've had a Splatoon two release. So online capabilities, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online capabilities, uh, a couple other multiplayer games to get a full thing, uh, a full way, you know, see the full uh, design and, and functionality of those little controllers. And uh, let me just see, let me actually pull up the launch library, the, what is this, Nintendo Switch launch. Oops, schedule games. And then, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot of that stuff's hitting in, you know, the next three months. And the desire to Zelda, realistically, Zelda's going to keep people busy for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even think with Mass Effect coming out, you know, in a couple weeks or whatever, I think it's still, I w- which I never thought I'd ever say in my life. I'm, I'd much rather just play Zelda than Mass Effect <laughs> because I know, I know Zelda's not going to be, uh, I know Mass Effect's not going to be great, and that makes me sad because I like, I liked Bioware, yeah, and I liked, I liked that. Um, let's see. So you had a racing game called Fast uh, RMX that came out. Shovel Knight's out for it, which is a really good platformer. Um, when you, it's done in the style of old, let's see. Um, oh, and that's some Japanese stuff, some Neo Geo games. Uh, and then you've got Splatoon. Oh, Wow. Uh, they're doing a global test fire of Splatoon March 24th through 26th. So you can add another victory to Lit March. Uh, Splatoon 2, uh, <laughs> uh, a beta. Um, so you've got Arms, which is an original it's a original uh, property. You've got a Fire Emblem game coming in autumn. You've got Super Mario Odyssey during the holidays. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, let's see. So you've got that, and then you've got uh, stacks of third-party stuff coming, uh, all in the basically all in the summer. A lot of indie stuff, um, and a lot of a lot of other stuff coming too. All in April, between April and June, that you'd be able to really get your uh, sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, that's kind of the June time frame is then summer, and so a lot of people. 
you know, vacation, outdoor, all that stuff. So they're not really looking to sink their teeth into a lot of games. So seeing how, how well the traction sticks at that time yeah. as, you know, another round of, of systems may become available, et cetera. So um, it'll be interesting to see see just kind of how the, the next round and the, the se- or the second and third rounds go. Yeah, the other thing is, too, is that just looking at this from my experiences, this looks like the strongest first-year launch lineup I've seen a very long time. Uh, so Nintendo's not playing. This is going to be mm. the this is going to be the make or break. There's a lot of indie stuff here. Um, you know, there's good games, third party and first. I think we're looking. Uh, you know, this as I said, it's going to be the real test. You know, if more systems get out there, it'd be really fun to do. You know, be able to go to F and M and play a couple games of Splatoon. You know, against other folks that have switches. Yep, that'd be pretty cool. You know, yeah, like the the portable land thing is really cool. Um, and like I I I I enjoy the system. Um, realistically, I have not been when I bought. So when I got my PS4, I got it. Let's see, I was living over there. Got it last year and some change ago. Not very happy with it. Okay. Um, just because, like, all the games are kind of kind of eh. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's not you know wasn't really appealing to me. Like, how many times do I want to play Skyrim or yeah, um, you know, like that kind of stuff, like. And especially since for the last, like, four fucking years, every game that's come out that's been relevant has been an open-world game. And everybody just... Open-world game or uh, one of those... What do they call those? MOBAs? Yep. Yeah, that or, I mean, what's the, the latest version of the the hottest, most flashy yeah. FPS that we can put out there? And yeah. you just end up having the most ridic- ridiculous kind of, uh, you know, trigger-finger-type games out there. Yeah, and and those haven't been really fun. Like I like, I share like I you know I have a you know modest video game collection, and part of the part of the fun for for video games for me is experiencing them with my friends. And you know, I've looked like I'd go and hang out with folks and and do stuff, and you know, watching somebody play Skyrim is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but watch, so, watching someone play more than Nintendo games is definitely a lot more fun. So, I mean, yeah. there's there's just a different dynamic between, like, Xbox, PS4, and then the kind of the Nintendo consoles for the the group dynamic, the group interaction, a lot of that stuff. And, uh, I mean, I, I definitely know I, like, I like Mario Party was you know, a big thing, and I had friends growing up that loved it. And I was like, well, like, why? You're not actually playing anything. Where, like, now... I would give anything just to sit around and just play Mario Party with all my friends. So, I mean, there's, you know, a completely yeah. different aspect to, to gaming now. And and that's why, and honestly, like, that's part of the reason I want to get, you know, that's why I wanted to get it, is because, you know, it'd be very easy for somebody else to have one at FNM, uh, you know, and just bring it and just jam, jam a game, you know? And... Like that kind of stuff. I love the portability and and you can basically, you know, you could go somewhere and set up a wireless thing 
you know, you go somewhere for a lunch, you go to like a McDonald's or something for a lunch, you set up a little wireless thing mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm in a lobby. Oh, I've got this portable online gaming thing happening. Oh, I'm going to the next the next product re- product launch that you're waiting for. Somebody else has in line has a switch. You're both playing the same, you know, you're both playing the same game against each other. Yep. Like that's cool. And and you don't get that you don't get that a lot nowadays. And I mean, you know, I get I get my games and I look for fun games to share with other folks or, you know, as part of a collective and you know, it's it's interesting. It's uh, it's interesting. I uh, the only thing I'm kind of bummed about is that I've overloaded myself with systems in the last like six weeks. So, so now you've got a lot of stuff to put places and not a lot of places to put them. Yeah. So um, I picked up the so I got the Switch and spent a lot of time with that. Uh, before that, I got the PS3, but that's at my folks' house because I'm letting them use it as a Netflix box. Um. But then my roommate went out and bought a PS3, so, <laughs> um, so there's that kind of stuff. And then uh, I got the Game Boy Micro, and then an S, uh, a Nintendo DSi. And then I've been, I either broke or been troubleshooting. And then I got the Sega Nomad. So I keep buying these things. To there's a part of me that keeps going to this like real big portable gaming thing, and. I just keep buying things to do it, and then I just buy a new thing on top of uh, it yep. to be like. <laughs> that was my problem for a while. I ended up having way too much shit piled on top of each other, so I, I took a break. And now, like, uh, I'm trying to pare down as much stuff as I can uh, between magic cards, games, CDs, all this stuff. So uh, the apartment is still in disarray based on uh, us still being down one room from the flood. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm kind of very much in the same way of. Uh, of having stuff and trying to, to pare it down so that I don't end yeah. up with like, Oh, I, I got this and I got this and I got this and now I have more things than time and it's driving me nuts. So, um, but as long as you can <laughs> eventually come around to, to having uh, time with them, then that's, that's not too bad. Yeah. Like the Game Boy micro, uh, the Game Boy advance micro, I've played a Game Boy advance, uh, and I broke it. So I, uh, <laughs> So that that one's kind of on the shelf. Um, the Nomad I got it. The only reason I even got the Nomad is because it was a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one at the convention that I went that playthrough convention, and they were asking three times what I paid for mine. Yeah, that, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So, um, and then the Switch, you know, uh, I t- I'm telling you, lit March. As I said, and as I said in our in our in our group chat, lit March. Some folks fight with me, but this has arguably been, you know, it started with uh, uh, Horizon, you know, at the end of February, which mm. has been a very good game. Yeah, I've um, seen some ads for that. It looks pretty interesting, and uh, it's apparently very similar. It's it's like an apples and oranges thing, but uh, there are some similarities to Breath of the Wild with Horizon. Um, you know, it started with that, and then, you know, you've got a lot of stand-up specials that were coming out um, at the beginning of March, you know, and just going through, just going through. And, you know, it's a lot of media to consume. Uh, I think I'm probably going to go see Logan this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to try to go see it uh, probably later this week, too. And, you know, I actually might just do that Friday. I might go to the Nice Theater, where we've got little reclining seats. 
and uh, instead and just maybe skip out an F and M. Um, yeah, save your money for F and M for next week. Once the Modern Masters hits, you'll be happier. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's the thing too is that I was still trying to save for. Uh, I got to actually start saving for Vegas. I just had to. I just had to replace a couple tires. <laughs> tires on my car i go i go out this morning to go to work and my front left tire is obliterated and i'm sitting here and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> i uh it was pretty bad and i was sitting there and I was like i was like well maybe it's just flat and i could just get it down to the gas station to get some air <laughs> and then i sit there and i like get it out of the parking spot and just hear the rim yep and i'm like uh that's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was just thankful it was today, which is the day we usually volunteer at the church for work. And so they just pay, usually pay us for the time that we volunteer. Uh, the The company that I work for. Not the church. Pays us. Yeah, not the church. Yeah, I, I got I got. I think everybody else listening would have too because that would be awkward if the church is paying you to volunteer. <laughs> but you never yeah. know. Yeah. So I was just thankful that happened then. So I was able – in the tire, the used tire places on the way to the church. So I was like, okay. Well, you know, it's puts me a little far behind because I was kind of, you know, I'm usually a little late on those days anyway, getting down to the church because I got to drive 40 minutes across town. Um, so I feel bad for the guys who live in Chapel Hill that go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I was just thankful it happened. So I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't get docked anything off of that. Thank God, since I basically took a day and a half off last week, mostly for the switch. um but no it's been you know it's been fun if you can find it uh if anyone who's been out is like who's listening who's like looking for one or anything like that don't pay the scalper prices um there will be more uh i got mine because i like i like collecting like i've been sort of i've been sort of contemplating like whether or not to actually continue to basically be in magic Mm -hmm. um because I enjoy collecting the video games so much more, and there's a lot less upkeep. Um, it's a more stable economy. It, and yeah, it's there's there's less. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, aside from discrot, um, I mean, you end up having the upkeep of the that stuff is much easier than on magic cards. Yeah, I don't have to worry about like I can always find games for cheap. I can't always get magic cards to play the game at reasonable prices. Yeah. And, you know, it's, that's actually been a big thing. And I, you know, when we talk about most likely next week, because we'll actually be a little closer to, to modern master 17, which I think it drops us. 17th uh, is, I believe the first day. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that ends up being two weeks from now. Uh, next Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be closer. Next podcast would be a little closer to to that. I also listened to the, some of the finance guys talk about that. They have no fucking idea what they're talking about. So, uh, uh, yeah, we can jump into that <laughs> next week when we talk about it because there's a lot there as far as just. Uh, I mean, obviously, I understand the irony of us talking about it, saying other people don't know what they're talking about, or just kind of dismissing <laughs> other points of view when we're approaching it in the same way. But it's you know just more conversation in general. But it is it is something where you know you look at all the um, you look at all the facts and make your interpretations uh, as yeah. opposed to a lot of other things in life right now where you make an interpretation and then you go look for facts. Um, so you know we'll, alternative facts. We'll, we'll see what it is. But uh, I will uh, 
close out with the one story I mentioned that that uh, yes. the banter in the the group chat brought to mind um, when it was told that we should figure out or I needed to figure out uh, or get get people on board um, on how we can play these these Nintendo games on a PC uh, you know above and beyond a dev kit or something like that but um, like when uh, kind of being quote-unquote mad scientist to figure that stuff out uh, when I was a kid for whatever reason like this story just came to mind when we were having that discussion um, and like I, I ended up getting like six seven eight I forget how old I was but I got like a, a lab kit or a science kit which was way too overcomplicated for someone of my age. Yes, it was a lab kit. It had <laughs> it had a manual that had like all the instructions for running these things. But there's no way in hell a kid is reading that. Um, it it right. had like a it was about 18 inches tall. Had like a trifold front. It had like I'd say 60 to 70 little vials of things that you would use to like do all these experiments and stuff with. I didn't do one damn experiment. Um, it was there. Like I played with it and played with all like the beakers and all this stuff and the kind of the makeshift, um, uh, the basically makeshift scales and things like that. Um, uh, but it, nothing was ever yeah. productive there. Um, so like I, at one point I was, uh, in the, the back room at the house and I was like, Oh, okay, here's some stuff. There's some stuff lying around. Um, there's I have this thing of iron filings and I'm like okay it's iron it's metal it should conduct electricity um so I took a lamp I unplugged it from the wall um I took an extension cord I cut the extension cord in half um I spread I had this little uh fancy lap desk that you know had like beans bean like beanbag things yeah, in it yeah. so that it would stay yeah. stable so like the hard surface of that was like white plastic so I put down yeah. <laughs> the iron filings from one end to the other um the kind of the female adapter end of the extension cord I plugged the lamp into um the uh uh the ex the extension cord plugged into the wall the other end and so I had you know essentially a live wire exposed and then a lamp <laughs> plugged into a, a dead wire on the other end and so I connected each end to the string of iron filings that I'd put down on this little lap desk and the lamp turned on for about six <laughs> seconds before it tripped the circuit breaker blew up the <laughs> light bulb and then my mom comes in running what the hell's going on i'm like i have no idea i don't know like i ripped the stuff out of the wall threw it in the closet i have no idea what's going on the lamp just doesn't work so i mean that was my foray into you know electricity and uh, uh the understanding of electricity and that's why i became a computer scientist and not a computer and or electrical engineer um but <laughs> So, I mean, that was, you know, just as far as hacking into it and, you know, getting mad scientists onto things. That's one of my fun stories from my childhood of if you don't understand it, try it, and then eventually you'll figure something out. So that was the day I learned the – I, I kind of understood the concept of circuits breaking and circuit breakers and why those are good. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, again, um, the moral of the story is buy children age-appropriate toys um, and don't leave them alone in a room with scissors – spare electrical cables and you know those age inappropriate toys or else bad stuff's gonna happen um so yeah so that, that was the the fun story that came to mind yeah yeah that's funny that's funny that's definitely the uh smart though there, there, there's plenty more where that came from of, you know, making homemade <laughs> play-doh which we learned at school and I just needed to do because I was bored at home to what would happen if I just boiled away all the water out of soda? Am I just left with sugar? 
and that happened one day. So yeah, so there's there's plenty of self-made science experiments. I didn't really approach them to the true scientific method, but it would just be like, what would happen if I did X? And you know, we tried it, and some stuff worked, some stuff yeah. didn't. But I've got ten toes, ten fingers, both eyebrows, so I guess everything was successful. There you go. Yeah. So next week, I I uh, I suggest we do a half and half. That way, our uh, our listeners who aren't too much into the geek stuff don't get overwhelmed with a uh, with geeky stuff. So we do half modern masters, especially since I just geeked out about you know Nintendo for an hour plus. I, I vote we do uh, half modern masters, uh, seventeen finance talk, and then uh, I, you know we haven't we haven't actually talked some current events. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. I we can that, uh, we can do that uh, half and half next week. That's a good one. And I think I think that'd be really fun because I got some uh, I've got some current events I uh, I want to politicize our, our podcast with. So. Well, and then that can <laughs> that can lead into where we want to take some of the stuff, some of our uh, the guests that we want to get on, and things like that. So uh, some of our our mutual friends that uh, whether or not it'll work on a on a Skype uh, multi person call or we have to wait till we're in person, but just getting folks that are uh, in touch with a lot of things and and kind of where we're going on on some things and. Uh, and what that what that would do is is pretty cool. So yeah, th- that'll be a good setup for next week. Yep. And we've got. Uh, I will get that list of Netflix Netflix recommendations out. I literally went to get it together and then went into switch panic. So I for if any of you that were looking forward to that, I'm sorry. Uh, it will be out soon. <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking to the folks at East Coast now. <laughs> I have an article for you. I swear. It, it, it's right around the corner. It's coming. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, That'll be there. Uh, you know, we always appreciate you listening. Uh, you know, we got the Facebook, we got the Twitter. We're working on the website. We're getting all that fancy stuff together for y'all to to enjoy and, and interact with us. So, uh, yeah, it's dad. Stay tuned for the episode uh, next week. We're gonna hit you hit you with some some card stuff and maybe a little news, a little newsy news. Uh yeah, hopefully some of it'll it won't be uh, too depressing. The the current events, <laughs> the the magic stuff is always fun, but you know reality uh, sometimes takes a uh, takes a dire turn. So hopefully that's uh, not as bad to come next week. Yep. So in the meantime, rock out to Will Smith. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as the bed to the, both the intro and the outro. So you know that's what it's just more rocking along. <laughs> That's funny. And too bad it's not a video podcast or else you'd see me dancing ridiculously to that. So that's that's pretty much the only thing. Listen carefully.